last time on Dice Heist, the fight erupts as the group takes fire from Petrid's goons, and Dirk is the first struck by a well-aimed bolt, but shakes it off quickly. Bertram casts a sleep spell on three of the goons, and two fall asleep, leaving the third drowsy, only to be taken out by a second sleep spell later. Adam engages Bladesong, and begins blasting the Displacer Beast with his Frostbite spell, but appears to have no effect on the creature. In fear, Adam crouches behind some crates, only to have the Arcane Crane slam down, destroying his hiding spot, but missing him, thankfully. Dirk rushes towards the Displacer Beast to strike while the beast is distracted by Davis's corpse, but only narrowly makes it to his target when the crane tries to intercept. Bertram seeks a better vantage point and rushes towards the stairs up to the catwalk. The crane swoops in once more, this time grabbing Dirk, leaving him to desperately attempt to break free with the help of Zed, but to no avail. As the Displacer Beast moves under Dirk, awaiting his descent, Adam and Bertram blast the creature with spells in Dirk's defense. Dirk finally reaches the zenith of the crane's motion. He is dropped directly onto the Displacer Beast. However, he takes advantage of this, using the weight of his fall to drive his rapier home, dealing a devastating blow to the creature. Petrid, enraged by his beast's failure, makes a fatal error himself by taunting his pet leading to the Displacer Beast charging him in a fit of rage. The group makes a hasty exit out the back into a nearby alley as Patrid is ripped apart by his own beast. Welcome back to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Nick, and I will be playing Dirk Vilgoth, the human arcane trickster. Bronson, over to you. Hey, guys. Uh, I'll be playing Adam Vadova. He's a rogue wizard. Aaron, how about yourself? I'll be playing Bertram Dirgestride today, uh, our friendly bard. And over to you, DM. Hi guys, my name is Raceland, and we're back here on Dice Heist. So today, uh, we're going to be jumping right back in after our three heroes took out Petrid and his gang. In doing so, they were able to escape with the necessary ID to get onto the IHA Silver Sail. We left our heroes sitting in an alleyway licking their wounds, and recovering. I believe I gave them a short rest. So if they did not take that into account yet, please do so. And you guys may decide what you'd like to do from there. Okay. Uh, I'm good with short rest. Yep. I'm good to go. Awesome. All right, so we're just going to 
figure out what you guys are doing next. So you're sitting in an alleyway. You guys just kind of rested here for a while. And it seems like the commotion around the warehouse has gone down as you guys aren't too far from it. Where do you guys want to go from here? We'll say that it's about maybe 4 o'clock in the morning right now. Uh, it seems like the city is starting to wake up, but the sun really hasn't reached the horizon yet. Do we know when the ship leaves? I was just, I literally just about to, Adam was about to ask. It, it, le- it leaves <laughs> It leaves tonight, like so after this day tonight. Okay. This evening. You ask this question and Adam looks back in his journal and he reads that it leaves tonight. Well, fellas, we have a day to burn here. Um, Maybe not. The attack is imminent. Maybe we should move as quickly as we can. You want to board now? I think it's a good idea for us to reach the silver sail and give them the information that we have as quickly as possible. Obviously, with the ID... We will, I will impersonate Sir Frederick Wellesley, and you guys can be my company. Um, and my cover, I was thinking, was that I was undercover in town when they were speaking to me, and that is why I did not reveal myself as Sir Frederick Wellesley. And so this will give us that alibi as to why I didn't admit to it before. And then I was also thinking that for most of the talking, Bertram, you are much better at dealing with people than I am. I can get us in the door, but I don't know if I can hold up the act on my own. Well, I can certainly help there, and I don't have any better ideas. Um... But looking at myself, I think... Well, we're co- I'm covered in blood. A- Adam, you seem to be... Okay. But... Dirk, how are you looking? <laughs> As you look at Dirk, you just see that he's still all mangled. Like, his clothes are all mangled from the encounter with the Displacer Beast. Right. So, maybe... How many hit points do you have left, Dirk? Uh... After the short rest, I went back to full, but I had nine. Okay, okay. I had nine at the end of the session because uh, Bertram healed me. Okay, that's right. So I, I think maybe a change of clothes, quick splash of water, get all the dried blood off. Right. Uh, it, at the very least. I mean, I'm yeah. starting to get sticky here. And I believe if I am to pass as this Sir Frederick Wellesley, I should probably be wearing a little bit nicer clothes if if one of you two would be so willing to lend me that to pass for someone of a little higher standing. I'll see what I can scrounge up out of my closet for you. Yeah, you're not quite my size, but also... I- there's not much uh, things left at my home, so. That's fair. Okay. Should we make our way to Adam's and clean up a bit and then make our way to the Silver Sail? That is the other question, real quick. Do you all have a desire 
to go home one last time. As you guys are leaving here forever. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Seems like I might, whether I uh, especially want to or not. Bertram definitely does not want to do that. To his home. Bertram has no desire to go back home. That's not to say he doesn't have a, a want to do it, but it's he 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 uh, he thinks better of it rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Dirk pretty much carries all his belongings with him. And not much, and the <laughs> and the clock tower. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, if if you have anything left in the clock tower, you want to stop by and say goodbye to, or even just have an emotional moment where you say goodbye to a clock tower. You know, <laughs> that's that's an option. <laughs> Dirk will probably just give it the old uh, salute as he walks by <laughs> when they're uh, heading to the silver sale. Well, it sounds like we're headed to uh, your place, Adam. Yep. All right, follow me. All Let's right. try to avoid the uh, watch. Of course. You guys are traveling down the road, and you guys are still continuing to sneak by, and unfortunately for you guys, not for me, I'm going to finally make you pay for that failed group stealth check from last episode because genuinely I forgot to do anything about it but now those guards you mentioned that could be a bad thing shit so as you are traveling down the road you meet meet an intersection and in your laziness you cross it as you are tired and it's late In doing so, you see three guards off to the right side. They look at you, seeing your blood-stained and tattered clothing, and they say, Hey, you, Holt, where you think you're going this time of night? It's after curfew. Bertram, do something. And they approach you. Thank the heavens you fellows are here. We were just accosted, not two streets over. Did you not hear our cries of help? Make a deception check. (laughs) Oh, let's go. Don't screw this. Oh, that's really good. Almost almost max. Uh, 27. Nice. Okay, so... I'll guess you rolled a 19 plus yep, your 8. I sure did. <laughs> Dang, that's real good. I sure did. Ugh. Ugh. I'm going to have to make like DC 30 check. Make, you know, like, no. I from now on because, no. yeah. No, it's okay. I'm just, <laughs> you should um, succeed at a 19. Is like, <laughs> you should. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just messing with you. Um, yeah, but you should not succeed. With a three, and you might with some. (laughs) (laughs) How many of them were there? It happened so fast. There were six, maybe maybe seven. There was hunger in their eyes, and and they they seemed possessed. He's like six, so he he holds out his hand, and he's one, two, three. Mm -hmm. No, all the way to the end. Five, six. Yes. There's six, and he holds up five fingers. Exactly. <laughs> There's six of them. Let's go. Well, we can't take them all by ourselves. 
Well, we're going to All go right, well, uh, seek some some help. Uh, we'll leave it in your capable hands, gentlemen. Now, hold on, hold on. You still got to go with us for questioning. We're bleeding here. Yeah, exactly. We'll patch you up. I I I would much rather use my own uh, general practitioner. I have a bit of a touchy medical history. You still go go down to the site. Oh, of course, of course. We'll get full reports in. But uh, first, we need medical help, and that will be our next stop. Uh, I give you my word. Okay. As he's saying this, Dirk wants to try to uh, stealthily cast minor illusion to make the sound of a bunch a bunch of gangbangers attacking somebody around the corner. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to have you roll a deception check with advantage to see how effective that is. Okay. Uh, 15? Mm, that'll do it. Uh, so the guards seem very convinced by this distraction noise of gangbangers beating up a little old lady. And you hear the shrill cries of, Ooh, help, help. <laughs> <laughs> These gangbangers are attacking me! <laughs> Help! And from there, the the guards turn and say, Don't go nowhere! We're, we're gonna go catch them. We'll be right here. That's right. You better not go nowhere as they're running down. As soon as they turn the corner, we start booking. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Adonis has this look of like expected disbelief that things went the way they did. By now, he's probably so used to fucking Bertram having his way with all the dumbass guards in town. <laughs> there may be a handful of guards that are looking for a relatively similar-looking person. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you just didn't think they made human beings that stupid. Honestly. <laughs> Well, Adam, uh, lead the way, please. Let's make sure to check each intersection. So I will let you guys make another group stealth check again now. Okay. Oh, God. That's not terrible. Not terrible. You have a DC of 15. I, can so. I inspire Adam before we do that? Sure, yeah, before that's fine. On, you have a D6. Awesome. Oh, thank goodness for my plus eight okay. for stealth. Fifteen. <laughs> yep. Yep. Twenty-three. Okay. 18. Nice. Yep. Nice. All right. Perfectly silent. You guys did great. Uh, you guys are moving back towards Adam's home, and you guys pass by the tower that used to be Davis's apartments, and you have a little bit of... Uh, reminder of what just happened back in that warehouse and it gives you a little bit of a chill as you think about what just happened to Davis hmm. you guys continue on down the road a little bit longer and you come to Adam's Manor I'm going to try to take them in through the uh, what's it called the service door you're going to take them through the service door okay yeah you go down there and it's late at night so when you get there the service door is actually locked 
Would I? Would Adam perhaps have a uh, key to this door? Why don't you roll me just a d20 as a pure luck check to see if you have a lock to the or a key to this lock? How does a seven do? <laughs> it's the luckiest number, so I think I'll be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it was a pure luck roll, so I'll be nice. <laughs> you get the key. Uh, <laughs> you happen to have a key to your own house. Good job. <laughs> Good job. He has a key to the front door. It was whether or not he had a key to the servant's door. <laughs> he's, he's too... He, Adam's too posh to have a key to the servant's door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very quickly, uh, Adam will get the key out, fum- fumble through the uh, key ring full of keys that... Um, he you know what? And, no. Uh, okay. Dirk has because stolen. it was just <laughs> be, because it was just a seven. I need you to make a stealth check, not to make a bunch of noise while trying to find the key. All right. <laughs> nope. That's really nope. good. That's really good. Nope. I, I rolled a natural okay, nineteen. Okay, okay that's fine. <laughs> but yes, quickly, 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 uh, we'd be in. Yep. Fast okay. as I can. Yep. We we follow. You have penetrated the servant door. <laughs> well, um, Where do you go from here, Adam? Uh, I'm going to actually take them over to um, probably like the where the kitchen would be. Okay. Um, yeah, so the servant, uh, the service door goes right into a kind of storage room. And from there, uh, it's not far to the pantry because a lot of times what will happen is that you employ several people to work for you. And in doing so, that requires a lot of food. So it normally is carted in via this, servant, uh, this service door. Which So it's a big wide door that opens up. You guys come into kind of like a garage area that's an unloading dock almost. And from there, there is some storage in here and it leads off into the pantry. From there, the pantry leads into the kitchen. While Bertram and Dirk get up to uh, their business, Adam's going to be um, trying to pack up some food for the road. Things that hopefully aren't uh, perishable quickly. Do you remember where you're going? (laughs) Onto a ship, right? Yeah. And then into a city. Yeah, Mm. okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> what am I forgetting something? What am I? He need he needs his cakes. <laughs> this is a very specific diet you're... he's on. <laughs> you're going to be the guy who brought egg salad sandwiches <laughs> onto the ship where they serve you five course meals with a five-star chef on board. Well, better to get caught at my own home <laughs> than on the ship stealing food, so... You don't have to steal it. You're going in legit. Well, semi-legit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. Besides, nothing is better than my own home-cooked meals from my servants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> taste of love. especially before they get cooked and you know while they're still cold that makes sense Uh, Bertram's gonna head to he's so pretty familiar with 
Adam's home, I I would assume. He's going to head to the washroom, I guess, and get some and start cleaning up. He does have a spare set of clothes on him. Yeah, Adam has only ever directed you to the servant's washroom uh, where there's a few buckets in there. Yeah, but little does Adam know that I've wandered around more than he's let, <laughs> that he knows. <laughs> maybe he does know, okay. and it's just our, the thing we don't talk okay. about. But yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah go, I'll go to the nearest one. I don't want to run into anyone else looking covered in yeah. blood, so I'll definitely go to the servant's washroom. Yeah, that's fine. So you go to the servant's washroom. Uh, there's a bucket filled with... Uh, We'll say used bath water, because that's nicer than the other words I was going to use. <laughs> and there is a bar of very foul-smelling soap. Um, seeing this, Bertram will immediately change his mind. Go back to the servant. <laughs> go back to the kitchen. Adam, do you have a washroom that hasn't already cleaned the whole town's cows today? What? You could you could use the family. I suppose. Oh, of course, of course. I <laughs> and I'll see myself to it. What? <laughs> Adam's <laughs> Adam comes to the realization that Bertram's probably been everywhere in this house. As, uh, <laughs> as Bertram gonna, takes off, and yeah. and Adam's like looking at him, like, "Oh man, Dirk, Dirk just steps right in front of him." Hey, you got some some clothes for me? Because like, the, I'm not gonna pass as Frederick Wellesley if I'm dressed like this and all tattered up. I'm about to wear my last change of clothes that I own on this planet. Uh, so maybe, hopefully, Adam, you have something he can fit into? Bertram, you know where my room is. Why don't you... I'll take you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's go clean up and get me some new clothes. Okay. So, Adam is down in the kitchen stocking up on food. Hopefully unnecessarily, but you know, <laughs> you, you can never be too prepared. Um, then we have Bertram and Dirk who have gone upstairs to Adam's room. Yeah, we're trying to be quiet. Don't wake anyone up. It's four yeah, in the morning. We're attempting stealth. Yeah, that that's going to be required. Yep. We're going to need those checks from you guys. Yep. I kind of figured. Okay. Okay. 16. Okay, nice. 24. Very nice. Uh, you guys are able to sneak up to Adam's room, no problem. You do not run into any servants or his parents. Excellent. Uh, Dirk, you start raiding his closet, and there are so many clothes, you could never count them. <laughs> and Bertram, you start right away to the family washroom mm -hmm. where there is hot water in buckets just waiting for Adam. It's a little bit tepid now because he was expected home a while ago, but you could tell it was nice, and there is this large array of oils and soaps laid out on a countertop in front of you. Excellent. And just the scent of it is is just soothing you know there's lavender in there and all these other scents that are just it's just calming to be in there bertram uh will take 10 minutes to cast unseen servant as a ritual and have have the servant bathe bathe him 
having all of his priorities in order, he will t- he will leave behind one of the nice smelling soaps, but after being done, will take the rest. He never wants to encounter a situation like he did downstairs ever, ever again. <laughs> and as as Dirk is rummaging through Adam's clothes, he's gonna look for the edgiest clothing that could uh, pass as uh, someone who's sort of nobility. <laughs> God, I'm trying to struggle with what that would look like. Like, what would edgy nobility look like? He's just gonna wear all of your black clothes. Yep, pretty much. Like a really rich, like, emo or goth phase. He just waits for Bertram to get out of the tub, and Bertram just tells him what to wear, and that, that gets him there, no problem. Okay. Because <laughs> Bertram's already hipster, so <laughs> he's a it's not that hard to go, to go edgy, edgy noble, okay? Like, Bertram's not a hipster, but he takes very much a lot of pride in his support. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dirk also holds on to his old clothes because he's attached to them, so he just kind of stuffs them in his pack. Yeah, you, you like the smell of rotting fish and, you know, <laughs> dirt, you know. I, I take some of Adam's, uh, like, perfumes or smell good stuff and just kind of spray it so it doesn't... Uh... <laughs> protrude out of my pack as we enter. That <laughs> just smells like Axe body spray and rotted fish. So wait, hang on, did Dirk actually clean himself up? Yeah. Or did he just take a hoe shower with the oil and stuff? <laughs> uh, no, so Dirk, Dirk, Dirk will actually like clean himself before throwing on the clean clothes. Okay, go ahead and make an intelligence check, please. Okay. Bertram, you can do so as well. Okay. I'm not an intelligent man. Oh, but I rolled a 19, so 20. 15. Nice. Nice. Okay, so both of you, uh, as Dirk is getting himself cleaned up, you remember that Sir Frederick Wellesley uh, also had a very clean-shaven face, and his hair was a little bit shorter than yours, Dirk. Okay. Uh, also, on the on the ID, does it look like Dirk looks currently, or does it look like Sir Frederick Wellesley? Uh, it was actually made to look like you currently. Okay. So I don't want to change my look too dramatically. Yes. And what you know, though, is that these IDs are highly magical, mm-hmm. and not only do they link to your image, but also they are linked to you individually. So what that means is that this ID should change as you change your own look. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Dirk, Dirk will take one for the team and let Adam uh, help him uh, gr- get groomed to look more like him. <laughs> okay. Or I should Adam? say Bertram. Or I'm sorry, not Adam. <laughs> Bertram, Bertram is there. My bad. Bertram. Do you have any tool skills that might assist you in this endeavor? Well, I do have a disguise kit. Or are we kit. going to need... You have a disguise kit. Okay, that's good enough. I, and, you know, I know my way around makeups and costumes from my uh, actor background. Yeah, so you definitely know how to do. Uh, give him a clean shave and give him a nice trim of his hair because that's something you often do when you're in the theater is, you know, present yourself very well, so... You uh you whip out the shaving cream and the straight razor and you you shave, shave him. Very still, please. 
You know, I, I don't feel very comfortable with another man holding a blade to my throat. Well, if it's not me, then you'd have to do it yourself, and you'd surely kill yourself. Are you kidding me? I have the steadiest hands you've ever seen. <laughs> Just because you can cut other people very well, cutting yourself is different matter. Fine, I'll let you do it this time. We'll just shave him up, trim his hair. Okay, so you shave him up, and you give him a quick uh, shear of his hair. He looks almost identical to the Sir Frederick Wellesley that he actually presented to you. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, let's see what Mm -hmm. Adam is up to here. And as you begin to leave, I'm going to need a perception check from both of you. Gelfling. Not, Sorry. Not great. I also have an 18 question for the DM when, when you're ready. <clears throat> sure. Uh, we will leave that 18 for more information here in a moment. And the question for the DM by Adam. What'd you need? I was wondering, would I know what everyone would be up to? Everyone that's related to this home and how it runs? Like, would I know their general schedules for example like would i know where my parents are at the moment would i know where some of the help is and what they might be doing at the moment on this day it is currently like maybe getting close to sunrise uh so you know that the servants will be coming in from their their quarters which are actually outside the house in the back they have their own uh, housing. It's very small, uh, almost unnoticeable. Your mother has done a good job of hiding their quarters with her garden. Hmm. And they will be coming into the house soon to begin preparing the uh, morning meal. You know that your parents are honestly probably still asleep. They normally don't get up until little after sunrise as they enjoy staying up. So, Okay. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. Okay, no problem. But you do know that the clock is running lo- uh, running short for yourself as the servants will be coming in soon. Okay, I'll finish up. Yep, back upstairs. We have Bertram's 18 for a perception check. Dirk got eight. Dirk got an eight, okay. So Dirk just continues down the hall and he starts walking down the stairs. But Bertram, while he's sneaking by, notices a door ajar. And he can hear faint voices coming from inside that room. How could I not listen in? I know it's it's too enticing. <laughs> Bertram would ab- obvious, of course, listen in. Okay, so Bertram goes on over to the door, and do you put your ear to it, or do you open the door a little bit more? Uh, can I? hear what they're saying without doing either of those things. Uh, We will say that you are able to hear that there are two voices, and based on what you hear, you can tell that one is female and one is male. Other than that, you are unable to determine what they are talking about. Okay, yes. It's too far away. Then I I would like to try to put my ear against the door. Okay. So you put your ear to the door, and... You kind of cup your hands trying to give yourself the best ability to listen to this. I'm going to need another perception check to see how much 
you can catch from this conversation. Ooh, nice. Uh, dirty 20, 16 plus 4. Nice. That's, that's really good. Okay. So you hear a conversation between who you know is Adam's father and Adam's mother. And during this conversation, you hear the word, actually a name, Ibris. And when you hear this name, it sparks kind of a familiarity in your mind. But you hear the mother say this word, and the father seems to get more agitated. And he says the words, Do not speak the name of our master again. Not in this house. And then she begins to apologize to him. I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to impose. I just I needed to ask if you had heard anything from him. He has not given me any more information on our task at hand. The child is not to be given his code yet. But he's, he's of age. Isn't this when we were supposed to do this? He says it is not time yet. And then from there, I need you to make a stealth check. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Seven. Seven? Ooh. <laughs> As you have your ear to the door, you accidentally push it open slightly. <laughs> now, the voices instantly stop, and you hear from his father, Adam, is that you? Have you finally come home, son? Um, I'm going to... I'm going to do an impression of Adam's voice using my actor feet. <laughs> yes. And just go yes! and just go just headed just heading to bed. See you in the morning. Okay. So go ahead and uh they know their son well, so you're going to have to actually do this well. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, don't you get advantage on the roll? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, advantage on a deception check. This yeah. is so cool. Uh, or or performance check. I'll accept either, honestly. So, okay, okay. Uh, it is a dirty twenty. It's a dirty twenty. Okay, son, hurry off, wash up, and you are not going to bed. We need to speak with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna walk walk away. You <laughs> 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 sounds nervous. <laughs> yeah i i just so which way are you walking away well that's a good question is are the stairs down and the washroom in the same direction nope of course they're not nope um you you can go the opposite direction if you'd like well i will let me just see if i have any options here well we are just going to I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to make the sound of steps headed to the washroom. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. And then I'm going to try to head downstairs quietly. Okay, yeah. I like that plan. That sounds like a good plan for you. (laughs) You catch up with Dirk, who has just entered the kitchen, and Adam, who has just finished up packing up, and is kind of rushing you guys as... He says that the servants are coming in any second now, and you guys need to leave now.
Isn't this some good quality music? This is Giants on the War March. Earth Shakers Go to War by Renee Van Toll from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content. Access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer. The ability to upload and mix your own private audio library. And 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice. Is there any last thing that Adam needs to do before he goes? I don't think so. I think I think Adam would want to try to leave this place with as little a trace that he was there as possible. <laughs> Not knowing okay. that Bertram yeah, on that has had note, an interaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on our way out the door, Bertram's going to go, uh, So, Adam, your father believes you're upstairs getting washed up and we'll soon speak with him. <laughs> Adam's eyes widen just a little bit. Do you want to go speak with them? I mean, we're about to leave, basically forever. I hadn't, I hadn't planned on it. Well, let's stick to the plan, shall we? Yes. By the way, do you know of the? Does the name uh, Ibris mean anything to you? I want to get a judge of Adam's reaction when I say that name. Adam's gonna open up his journal and try to. See if he's made note of that name in the past. Uh, you've never made note of this in the past, as far as I know, but to fully determine whether or not you actually have heard this name before, I need you to make a religion check, please. Ooh. All right, all right. Interesting. I like those. I like those a lot. Um, and actually, Bertram, you should make the oh, same check. Happily. Dirty 20. Okay, so dirty 13. 20 for... <laughs> And a 13. Okay. So you know that the name Ibris, Bertram, is the name of a god. Oh. However, which god is escaping you right now? You believe it's one of the older gods. It's not one of the new ones. From after the War of the Dragons. But you do know it's a god. Now, Adam, you know which god this is. This is the god of the Fae. This is the god who created the Fae Wild and created all the creatures that live within it. You find it very peculiar that your mother and father were discussing this god. Okay. Can you spell out his name for me? 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, his name is spelled or it's. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that's it's a common thing within this world. Uh, gods are uh, androgynous; they do not choose to pres- uh, present themselves as he or she. However, human beings and other races of this world find it easier to talk about beings either in the he or she. So some gods have been given those by the lower life forms. However, they do not distinguish themselves as such. Okay. So this god's name is I-B-R-I-S. Ibris. Okay. They they are the god of pres- preservation of life. You also know... Uh, Ibris is also the counterpart to the god Eben, the god of shadows. This is something that you have read in textbooks that you found in the library in the past. However, you have never heard anything or even any mention of these followings of these gods within your household. Okay. What was that second god's name? How do you spell? Uh, E-B-I-N. Who's the god of shadows? Yes. And shadow fell. They created the mirrors of this world. So both of these gods created the mirrors? Yes. Okay. The one created the Feywild, which is a mirror of the prime material plane, and the Shadowfell, which is a different mirror of the prime material plane. Okay. So there's two different mirrors of the world that normal people perceive. That is true, yes. And one is Shadowfell, one is Feywild. Yes, and both of them take on different aspects based on their lean. So the Feywild is very fantastical uh, and very Fey in nature. Uh, it's very, I'm not sure if you've, you're familiar with the Feywild at all. And the Shadowfell is kind of like a muted version of it, where things like undeath and uh, lycanthropy rule. Okay. Okay. Um, to my knowledge, based off of, because essentially what I was thinking is that Adam knows his information based off of books that he's read. Yeah. Would, yeah. He, would he by any chance know of any time that these two worlds would have like bled into ours? Do the, do, do things from either world come into, into ours? I know that they're mirrored, but. Yes. Yeah, so Go ahead and make a history check real quick. History check. That's 10. 10. Okay, so you know that you know of instances that you have read of. However, you have never experienced one. The instances where it bleeds over, there is normally a similar atmosphere in that area. So the Feywild often bleeds over in very lush, very lively forests and places where greenery is king. And the Shadow Realm normally bleeds over in bleak places, maybe where a forest fire has just ripped through the land. Or in desolated places, the deep cold of the north, things like that. Adam will slap his journal shut all right, let's get out of here. Okay. Just on our way, I'm going to talk to 
Adam. So, I, I don't believe I know what your parents do for a living. I don't believe I know what they do either. Oh. Matter of fact. Well, because I don't want to point any fingers, but I was getting a bit of a culty vibe. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it now, Bertram. Okay, okay, fair enough. But we we should talk about it. Adam will nod his head as he kind of stares off into the ground. Okay, so from there, you guys have left Adam's home. You are standing outside the manor, and you can see in the distance. The sun is rising over the sea. You look out and you realize this is the last time you will ever see the sun rise over Vago again. But you're disappointed that it doesn't hurt at all. It's not upsetting to you. You're you're happy that this is the last time you will see this. And where would you like to go from here? I think our plan was go- to go to the ship. Mm-hmm. How long do we? How long do we have until departure? Like a whole day. <laughs> that's what I, I. That's what I thought. It's about five a.m. and you know that they are departing this evening. You were not given an exact time though. So basically, at some point, I'm going to have the find familiar spell. Um, I thought it would be cool to have like a bond with maybe an animal that was in an animal shelter. And then that way, later on in the campaign, once I do get uh, find familiar, I since it's not going to be like the warlock's special, you know, closet or whatever, uh, I figure I can summon like an ethereal form of this cat or dog that I had bonded with back from my hometown. I see. We'll say this. Uh, what I would find more believable is if you had befriended a stray animal that is on the street that lives around your home. Sounds good to me. Wherever this animal might be chilling, I would go say goodbye to it. Uh, Give me one second, and do you want me to make it a random animal? Go for it. I'm down for some randomness. No problem. Let me actually find... Find a silver fish. (laughs) (laughs) Your little rat buddy. My familiar ends up being a fucking Magikarp. This just <laughs> flops around. <laughs> okay, so there are 14 different uh, possible familiars, and I'm just going to roll randomly to see which one it is. You got it. I got a 10, so it's a rat. <laughs> okay. You have befriended a small rat. I love it. They're smart. They are. They're very smart. And actually, you... This is an abnormally larger rat, um, not quite rodent of unusual size rat, but it's larger and it's very friendly. It always was towards you, and it always is expecting you to bring it small treats or whatever every time you come to visit. Did this rat teach him how to cook? <laughs> hey, hey now. Stop spoiling Arc 2, okay? <laughs> Arc 2 is just... <laughs> just all me cooking with a rat. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's a super original idea. No one has ever done this before. <laughs> Who was reading my notes? <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, you are going to visit your rat one last time. Yep. 
go ahead and play that out how you'd like. Okay. Um, basically, so this uh, rat, I imagine, would be kind of bedded up near like a sewer grate. Um, but somewhere not on like a main road. Probably be a little more, maybe a little more discreet. Adam would essentially just have a small, I don't want to say conversation, because that sounds crazy. Uh, but Adam would give it a little bit of the food that he stole from his parents or took from his parents give it a little scritch does it make you feel better to not say that you stole it or <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if adam cares okay if, if he stole it or not yeah so you come up to the grate and your rat's not quite there so you make your uh, your little chittering noises that you do to call it to you and your rat scurries up the uh, up from the grate, and it accepts the 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 nibbles and everything. And from there, it climbs up your back and kind of cuddles underneath your your hair uh, on the back of your neck, where it's nice and warm. I'm gonna be gone for a while, friend. I'll miss you. It, it makes a chittering noise at you. I'll take him off of my neck, set him back down to the grate, and walk away. And as you begin walking away, he scurries after you. Oh. Well, I won't stop you. Uh, he actually catches up to you and scurries up your neck and sits behind your hair again. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> Adam's Adam's just gonna let him do his let him do his thing. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So Adam lets us do his thing. He's just kind of chilling there, you know, being a good little rat pet. And you meet back up with your compatriots. I was going to say, as Dirk sees this rat sitting on his shoulder, he he looks at, at Adam and is like, do you really think they're going to let you on with that? Honestly, I, I don't think I'll have a choice. I'm sorry, but your, your rat is not going to be able to get on that ship. That is a health code at the least. I would normally be a health code, but I just took a shower at your place, so <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Tried telling him that an animal point to his his rat. <laughs> you you got you got to do something with it, man. Adam, I think you could likely just hide one person. I was thinking so as well. Not that that I didn't know you liked uh, that you had a pet. I didn't think I had a pet, honestly, but I imagine he could probably stow away somewhere. Well, uh, I guess just stuff it up your sleeve when it comes time. I hope you're, uh, you've trained him well and can keep him quiet. Because they start hearing a rat chittering around in you. It's going to stir trouble. Of course. Okay, so you have discussed uh, the situation with the rat and decided that you're still going to take him with you. <laughs> Are you heading directly to the ship? Yeah, I guess if there's not, I don't, I don't have anything else to do today. Mm. Okay. You head off down the street, down towards the docks, and in doing so, you come to the same gate that Bertram, or I'm sorry, not Bertram, you come to the same gate that Dirk came to last night, mm -hmm. and it was. It was just last night, but it seems so long ago. 
the gates are open now. It's it's now morning. The sun's up. It's now 8 o'clock in the morning. And the guards ask your business here when you approach. Okay, so Dirk kind of walks up at fr- in front and kind of uh, flashes his ID and says, I am Sir Frederick Wellesley. I'm a private contractor for the IHA. I am requesting permission to uh, head to the ship. Seems in order. Go on. W- what about these two, though? These are my compatriots. They are with me. Ah. Do they have papers? They... They are... Papers are required to leave the city. And he kind of holds out his hand. Yes. Ha- uh, allow me to uh, hand you your papers. I'll just two gold in his hand. These papers seem in order. And then he waves you on through. I think you owe me two gold now. Who who, who owes who two gold? Well, I, let's just hope Sir Frederick Wellesley is good for it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have no problem recuperating your gold. <laughs> okay. So you guys <clears throat> head off. I have, like, no money. I know, it's funny. <laughs> you're going to have no money for a while. <laughs> Risen's like, ha-ha, you're poor. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any money to bribe people anymore. <laughs> well, I have, I have bribing gate guard money, but I don't have useful money. You don't have, like, you know, like, money to buy useful things like food, <laughs> lodging, things like that, you know. Just... I can do that a couple of times. <laughs> not, not in a nice place. Well, so you guys approach the IHA Silver Sail, and you thought it looked magnificent at night, but now that the sun is gleaming off of its hull, you can see how beautiful it actually is. There are three large balloons that hang above it, attached by these silver ropes. And below there are these engines that are blowing what looks to be hot air up into them. And at the back of the ship, you can see two more large engines that seem to be powered down at this time, but look like they are maybe three times the size of the ones on top. So the bow of the ship has a gangplank that drops in front of it. And as you approach, out comes Hatnik, the pale blue dragonborn that you met back in the drunken brew last night. And he approaches you, kind of annoyed seemingly. Uh, Behind him, you actually see two figures. The first is a white dragonborn, and the second looks to be a female gnome that stands next to this white dragonborn at the gangplank. Uh, They look on towards you. Uh, The female gnome looks to be armed with very large metal contraptions that look similar to a crossbow. Uh, There's one slung over her back and two at each hip. Uh, the, The white dragonborn seems to be dressed very nicely and has a very, very elegant looking hat upon his head. Hatnik approaches you and says to you all, 
I thought we were we went over this last time, boys. You told me you are not Sir Frederick Wellesley and company. You are not welcome aboard this ship. I apologize for the deception earlier in town, Dirk says. I am Sir Frederick Wellesley. I was undercover for a job here, and I could not risk blowing my cover out in the open at the time. I did not want to draw any suspicion. For this next piece of information I have for you, we should speak in private with only your most, most trusted staff. This beach is private enough. Why don't we take a walk? Just the two of us, if you wish to speak with me privately. I am still not convinced that you are who you say you are. Very well. This here is my identification. As Dirk reaches down, grabs his identification badge and hands it over to him. He looks at it, and he he actually takes it, and he holds it up next to you, and then he spins it three times, clockwise. Spins it twice, counterclockwise, and then stops it, dead in its tracks, and looks at it again. Seems to be an order. I apologize, Sir Frederick Wellesley. Here's your ID back. Thank you, sir. And these two are your companions? Correct. This is my company. You, you travel with these two? Yes, they are my investigation team. When it suits Sir Wellesley, of course. I see. Well, I apologize for the miscommunication that happened yesterday and today. I hope that you can forgive my need for assuredness. All, that you are who you say you are. All is forgiven. I was undercover and I needed to stay discreet. I appreciate your forgiveness. Why don't you come on in? We will get you all settled. Do you have any other luggage or do you generally travel light when you're investigating? We've been traveling light for this adventure. I see. Well, come on in. And he shoes you on in. Uh, and as he brings you up to the gangplank, uh, the two that were standing there, he waves at the female gnome, and she kind of seems to be more at ease now. And the other one walks directly up to you and, uh, Welcome, gentlemen. I am Captain Nardell. Pleased to meet you all. And welcome to my beautiful, beautiful ship. Why don't you come on in? And our security officer, Zaza here, shall show you to your rooms. Thank you, sir, very much. You enter into the ship, and as you do so, the gangplank closes behind you. And that's where we're going to end this episode today. Does anyone else feel that that just felt way too easy? <laughs> I mean, he had the legit. That's true. Like, we did almost die so. for it. Um, you did almost die for it. So you would hope that it would work. Now we just have to, you know, find out who's gonna ruin everyone's yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the complication gonna be?
First off, I am glad to announce that we are doing our first giveaway starting today, Sunday, March 28th. We are giving away a scale mail dice bag and chain mail owl keychain. Both of these items are from the Riverbend Mail Etsy shop. And we are also giving away a set of seven dice. To enter to win these three items, all you need to do is like and share our post on Twitter and follow us there at dice underscore heist. Or you can like, share, and follow our post on our Dice Heist podcast Facebook page. You can find links to both posts in the description. If you like, share, and follow us both on Twitter and Facebook, you will be entered twice. The last day to enter is Thursday, April 28th at midnight. And the three winners will be announced in the outro of episode 9 on May 2nd. The first winner gets first pick of the items, and same goes for second and third respectively. So don't skip out on a chance for some cool stuff. And even if you don't win, you're doing us a huge favor by sharing these posts and increasing the visibility of our show. Don't forget to tell anyone and everyone about the show so they can start enjoying it with you. Nothing's better than having someone else to talk to about a show, a movie, or in this case, a podcast. I wanted to thank you all for listening to episode four of Dice Heist. We hope you enjoyed this production and we look forward to you coming back for more. Our next episode will be released on April 4th. Lastly, I want to thank my three players, co-hosts, and partners, Aaron, Bronson, and Nick, for helping me bring this dream together. I want to give a special thanks to Nick for letting us use his song, Something For Now, as our intro and outro. And of course, I'd like to thank BattleBards.com for helping us improve our show. If you're still listening, please enjoy this blooper of me getting tripped up by words. It's kind of funny. Uh, at the bow of the ship, there is a, <clears throat> what is it called on a ship where like it drops down for you to walk in like in Star Wars and shit? Gangplank. Yep. Thank you. I okay. Sorry. I sounded way more confident than I actually am. I'm not sure that's correct. Yeah. You sounded so confident. I was like, <laughs> yep, that's it. Okay. So that's what we're going with now. Oh no. It's all by. <laughs> Just like to say for the record, I was 100% right. It is called a gangplank. <laughs> did, you, did you spend all that time I, looking yeah, it up now? Just a quick Google. Okay. Yep. That's fair. That's fair.